welcome back to the Three Moan Cheers. Uh, on today's episode, it's going to be me, one of your hosts, Michael, and I'm here with Caden and Su Feng. And yeah. um, without further ado, I'm going to hand it off to Caden, like always, with today's agenda. All right. So last week, last Friday, to be specific, a certain show ended called Captain America and Winter Soldier. I thought maybe we'd open whoa, up with whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, I don't think that's, that's not what it's called. That is that's what, what it was called. called, actually. Spoilers. 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 How is that spoilers? Captain America is back to life? Because what if people what? haven't seen the show? You know, I haven't... I'm not caught up. I'm just going to be honest. Are, are you really I'm not? like two, three episodes behind. Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw clips. Well, well, I guess you know, but I didn't, I didn't watch. We can move on to our next point Told us I'm what. right. Told us what. Well, John Walker's he's he's clutch now. He's one of the boys. Maybe you should just watch the episodes. What? It is, it what is entirely that up to you if you want us to spoil it or not. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Fuck it. Our viewers don't care either. <laughs> All right, I'm just I'm gonna hope. Captain that America's in space. He's on the moon. <laughs> I'm gonna hope that uh, Kevin will edit this. So that we give the spoiler warning before. But uh, actually, you know, I'm curious as to what that reference for Cap being on the moon is. It's it's a conspiracy theory on where Cap is. I think it's just a joke. Uh, I knew, I thought it was a joke, but like it's been mentioned like two times by different people now, you know. So like, is it a, a well-known joke or is it like what people actually think? Yeah, I think it is a well-known joke. Because then that would be the entire MCU would. You know, know that joke. The fourth wall. Uh, but, well, you know, yeah, Michael, like Michael said, it, he's fine if we spoil it. Spoiler warning for our fans. But, uh, I mean, I think it was pretty clear. And I don't think it's really much of a spoiler that Sam becomes Captain America. I, I, I don't. Whoa, whoa, I don't think what? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think that that was pretty much the whole show. I think everyone kind of suspected that it would happen. But yeah, uh, what a plot twist! He he he, plot twist! He gives the shield back to the government. <laughs> 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 he he took it back just to give it back. I was actually kind of, uh, <clears throat> actually kind of like the suit. Kind of like the suit. Is I think a girl on it's me. really. Yeah, like yeah, it. It's really. I like, I, I, I'm okay with it. Like, I like it. it it's very comic book accurate, yeah. but I think it, it, it'll grow on me. Kind of like, it, it's just a lot brighter than I'm used to. Yeah. So I think it'll grow on me. <laughs> Although I do, I think one of my favorite parts in the uh, the episode was when the helicopter is flying down, and Sam covers himself with the shield and his wings, and the helicopter goes <laughs> boing like right over it, dude. <laughs> Like a coin. Oh, it is vibrating. Didn't even touch. It just pfft, didn't even scratch it. It, it is vibrating. Cool, yeah. <laughs> you think it absorbs, uh, like, shock also? Like Black Panther's like suit? Black Panther's armor? Um, yeah. I don't think it does. 
because I mean, I, it, it probably would have shown it, but you know, it from what it seems like, it's not meant for that kind of fighting style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you think the rest yeah, of his suit is also bulletproof? I don't think the rest of his suit hits. I feel like it's just the wings, you know. Yeah. Because um, if it was entirely bulletproof, then like, what would it matter if he has to cover himself? <laughs> he has okay, he has vibranium wings and shield. So so thing. So after you watched the episode, you said you're excited for the next thing. Like, what what made you so excited? I'm just excited for them to build into more of these characters. Like you know, like because. Sam's no longer Falcon. He's now going into Captain America, and they're the introduction of U.S. Agent, and just all these new characters. So I'm like, I'm excited to see where they go with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bucky is still, Bucky is still battling his Winter, Winter Soldier persona. So that's true. We'll, we'll, I think well, we'll see more on his character development. I, I think by the end of the episode, he it does kind of give you the the impression that. You know, he's finished the book, he's crossed off all the names, and so he's sort of moving on from the Winter Soldier name. Yeah, but... You know you know what I hated about the whole um, Falcon Winter Soldier? Oh. Is how weak they made Bucky look. That's true, yeah, because in... Because um... they, you know, I understand they have to make Bucky look weaker so so Sam can shine a bit. Mm-hmm. But I think they could respect his character a little bit more. That's true because in uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, um, I mean Bucky was he was on par with Cap. But the, Michael did say Bucky and the Winter Soldier are two different people. That's true. Yep. Winter Soldier is ruthless, and you know Bucky has actually you know something that I also thought about was that um Zemo says that you know the serum corrupts everyone Bucky says it didn't corrupt Steve well it also didn't corrupt him the only reason he was corrupt was because Hydra you know the went to his brain right? yeah but like you know they like well the the difference is you know Bucky didn't have a choice like, he uh-huh. didn't even know exactly. he had it <laughs> so like you know? you know Bucky's also not corrupt but at the same time um, well, I guess he's not really Steve. There yeah. will never be another Steve Rogers. That was my, that was my, one of my favorite lines from the show because ironically, like, you know, Captain America Civil War, Zemo hated the idea of superheroes and he like, you know, he hated the idea of Captain America and then like he having this show, he praises him. I was like, wow. Well, I think he acknowledges that Steve is a one of a kind. Indeed. So. I'm not saying he's okay with it, but I'm. Sh- it, it appears that he acknowledges it. That yes, you know, there there can be good good super soldiers out there, but it's you know I. It's like there's only been one. I feel like Carly's character was not, um, and you know, again we said spoiler alert, she dies. Uh, ooh. ooh wow, I didn't ooh. see that coming. Carly. Carly, Carly Morgenthau. Morgenthau. But uh, yeah, so she dies. Who's that? I I didn't feel <laughs> I didn't feel as uh, connected to her as I did with other villains like Killmonger. I know from who, Black Panther. Killmonger's that? Carly. Like, are you being serious? Yeah. 
Oh, she's the uh, she's the <laughs> the one in charge of the Flag Smashers. You know, the lady with the the young lady with the weird oh. redhead hair, with the freckles. Oh, okay, okay. The leader of the f- uh-huh. Flag Smashers. Yeah, but yeah. yeah uh, you know, like when you watch Black Panther, even though the movie was about T'Challa, like you, you were like, "Damn, Eric Killmonger is uh, he's not wrong," you know. But like he obviously his methods are wrong. He wants to kill a bunch of people, send his vibranium weapons everywhere. But then Carly, it just it never really clicked with me, man. Like I understand what she was doing, what she was doing, but I just I never I didn't feel the same way about her as I did like Killmonger or Thanos. I think it's because with Carly, with every episode, it made you dislike her more. Yeah. <laughs> Even her own members were like, "What the hell?" Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like what that one dude. Yeah. When she was like, she bombed the school, and he was like, "Why'd you do that?" And she was like, like "That's yeah. the only language like, you oh, speak." This... And he's like, "Right." What? And then by the last episode, she's like, "We're gonna kill these people if that's what we have to do." And all her followers are like, "Uh, okay." That's not yeah in the message across, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> but then again, she didn't I, learn I, after John Walker slaughtered her dude, one mm-hmm. of her followers in front of her. <laughs> I think it's like, like, dude, man, like, chill. <laughs> I do kind of understand the point where it's like, at some point you're done trying to get the message across. Like, uh, you know, let's say if I get pulled over for uh, by a police officer for a uh, a ticket, a speeding ticket, and I'm resisting arrest, <clears throat> and I'm like, I don't want to sign this, I'm not going to pay this ticket, blah, 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 and then they catch me again. You know, I, I, I take off of my car and then they catch me and they, you know, throw me on the floor and they arrest me. I say, all right, all right, all right. Just give me the ticket. And then they're like, no, we're, we're past the ticket. We're done with that. You're, you know, not only were you speeding, but now you've been resisting, resisting arrest and stuff. And so it kind of does make sense that Carly kind of lost sight because like she was just so tired of it. But that's just like, I, I didn't agree with that. All right, Michael, who do you think the power broker is? I, I, I thought the power broker was that one scientist. It was not. It was not William Nagel. It wasn't him? No. That doesn't make any no, sense sir. to me. I'm... It was... Okay, well, well, let's just let you watch the two episodes. <laughs> no, I want it to know. It is not a big twist, honestly. Once you watch, it like, is. two, three episodes... No. Wait, wait, when wait, you hold got on, to episode on. four, you're wait, like, oh, okay, okay. okay. I don't know her name though. I forgot what her name was. All right, describe the her. white blonde girl. Yeah, is it her? <laughs> it is indeed. Yeah, it is Sharon Carter. God damn! I knew it all along. I'm just, I'm just saying that right now. I knew it all along. Yeah, it was kind of obvious. Kept talking about the power broker, but like, uh-huh. never once did they show the power broker. So it's kind of like I'm pretty sure it's Sharon. I th- I, I honestly, I, I like, thought it was the, the one sure. scientist that they bullied. <laughs> and killed? <laughs> they bullied. <laughs> yeah, like when uh, uh, when Bucky and, and uh, Sandra were like uh, asking yeah. the scientists all those questions. Shit, I, thought that was, I thought it was him, like confirmed, you know? Mm, nah, he was just the one making the serum for the power broker. Uh-huh. Damn, that's but, wild, yeah, I, actually. <laughs> I know that the great Carter name just uh, that's look true. what she did to it. The great Carter name. That is actually something I didn't Sharon think about. Sharon Carter. Peggy Carter. Peggy was. Damn. 
you know, helped found S.H.I.E.L.D. and then Sharon is basically going to destroy the U.S. government. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not even a thing anymore. Well, at least the U.S. government, you know. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, but Walker. It, oh. Walker, uh, yes, you're right. Walker does come in clutch. And actually, I, I recognize that when he drops the S.H.I.E.L.D. and he starts pulling up the vehicle of people... It plays the same song as it did when Captain America dropped his shield after he fought um, uh, Tony in Civil War. I was like, "Wow, that's that's a that's a nice like sort of thing that they added." Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice. I liked I liked how you know it was like that second he either went and took out Carly or he uh-huh. went and saved the people, and you know he went for the people, so. I was like, well, all right then. And then, you know, his shield dropped. His <laughs> flimsy crank shield. Is when his shield, yeah. His it's like getting shield punched fell and dented. It hit the ground. <laughs> but then it's just like scrap metal. So, you know, let's be honest. We didn't expect that to hold up. I'm surprised it held up when he threw it. Like, what the hell? I'm surprised it held up when they were, like, beating him down, dude. That was, like... It was, he like, was him getting... Yeah, yeah. They were just, like, he was, he was on the ground stop. holding his shield above his head trying to survive, and they were just, like, whoop. <laughs> okay, oh, you know what a... I do like, though? I do like that when it's a 1v1, John Walker and Bucky are superior. But when it's... <laughs> but when uh-huh. it's the whole group, I like how they're straight up getting jumped. It always cracks me up. That's true. Yeah, I was really hoping that, like you said, Bucky would be able to, like, you know, even though, like, you know, Michael makes a good point, Winter Soldier and Bucky are two different characters. Nonetheless, you know, Bucky is still pretty powerful. He's still, yeah, he's, he and still should be a, powerful, yeah. but, but, like, I understand for the purposes of the show, because, uh-huh. like, you know, if Bucky was in there beating everyone up, Sam you know, would, but, well, what's Sam do? But, yeah, like, what would Sam do? He's just like, all right, like, I am guess I guess I'm still a sidekick or something. But I also, also like how, although they made Sam, they wrote Sam out to be, like, I guess, quote unquote, stronger. I like how it's still very clear he's no match for superior beings. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, because, like, when he was fighting Carly... Um... You know, he, he was, he was getting tossed. He, yeah, yeah, he, he was getting beat down. But actually, one thing I did like was that, um, you know, Carly kept saying, fight me, fight me, and like, you know, hit me back or something. And Sam doesn't really say anything. But one thing that I thought it kind of reminded me of was when uh, Africa, the, during the civil rights movement, uh, MLK always preached uh, a nonviolent protest. And I was like, that's what it made me think about. Was like how, you know, maybe that's what they intended. Maybe they didn't. But like Sam just, you know, standing up to her and not fighting back kind of made me think about that. Yeah. <clears throat> but oof. Sam's going Sam's gonna to feel that <laughs> the next <Yep>. day. <laughs> he, he ain't going to heal as fast either. Man. Hell no. <laughs> but that that's why it will be interesting because... It's now it's just a normal human being with some fancy technology who's Captain America, you know. So I'm 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 interesting I'm interested to see how they go with this. Yes. Because there's many more villains and 
Is there any chance you know, that they fuck it up? They actually they've announced uh, a Captain America four. Yeah. Not officially, but they've been making a lot of rumors, and you know, there's people are saying that Cap four is um, most likely going to happen. <clears throat> I don't know. I a new Captain America. Well, a Captain America movie with a new Captain America. I think it'll be hit or miss. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know. I. I, I I think they would have to try pretty hard to mess it up. But, like, you know, with how successful the MCU is and everything, even if this movie's mediocre, it's still going to make money. Yeah. Look at Iron Man 2. Look at Thor 2. Look yeah. at Age of Ultron. So like, so, like, they would have to try pretty hard to mess it up. Otherwise, you know, it'll be all right. Hey, be careful what you say. You might speak into existence. <laughs> There's no way they mess up. MC Kevin, like Kevin they're Feige. they're too good. Yeah, Kevin Feige, they're all too good. MCU, how they're managing and they're creative. They're letting the directors do do their thing. They're not Warner Bros. You know, there's no way they mess this up. Unless no hate just, on Warner Bros. It's just you know. I am hating on Warner Bros. Okay, well I'm not. I just think they make some poor decisions sometimes. Yeah, I'm hating on Warner Bros. They did that like three movies in a row, and want to sit there and be like, "Oh my god, like the movies aren't successful." Like, yeah, okay, just admit you were wrong, damn it. Uh, I don't know. You know, yeah, I am kind of excited to see Phase Four now because not only do we have a new Cap, but we also have an extremely powerful Scarlet Witch who is supposedly her potential is greater than the Sorcerer Supreme. All right. This is something that I've heard, okay? This is some rumors I've heard. I haven't read any spoilers or anything about it. Again, they're just rumors, so anyone who hears this can take it with a grain of salt. But because the next Doctor Strange movie is called Multiverse of Madness, people are suspecting that the next Spider-Man movie, which is called No Way Home, is about... Spider-Man getting lost in the multiverse. So you know, that's I think where it's Tony kind of confirmed. Maguire and Andrew Garfield getting it. What'd you say? I think it's kind of confirmed. You know, Doc Doc Octopus is in it. Really? The, oh, yeah. the same actor from Spider-Man Two. The same yeah. actor from Spider-Man Two. Huh. Playing playing Doctor Octopus. Yeah. His name is Doctor Octavius. Okay, get that right. <laughs> Gosh. But his villain name is Doctor Octopus. Doc Ock. All right, if that's uh, Dr. Otto Octavius. Wait. Okay, and then on. Jamie Foxx is also in it as Electro. If that's true, so if you look at the Spider, if you look at Toby, the uh, the Maguire verse, they had uh, they have the same uh, Jonah J. J. Jonah Jameson as they do. They had the same actor playing both of them in the Maguire verse. I mean, let's and be honest. Could, could you get a Parker different J- Jonah Jameson? There's I, no I, way. Yeah, I, but like, what iconic. are they gonna do when they, you know, <clears throat> if they ever see each other? Where are uh, my pictures? <laughs> Get my Spider-Man pictures. He's a mess, a criminal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's probably going okay. like that. Has anyone ever seen the uh, the Garfield movies? Because I've not actually. Nope. I've not. Michael, have you seen He's them? never seen them. Okay, the only scene that I remember from Garfield was when... 
from Garfield. Yeah, yeah from Garfield. <laughs> but he's eating lasagna, right? <laughs> no, but like they're like on the football field, and like the jock is like picking on Peter Park, right? He's picking uh. on him, and he catches the football, and he just like chucks it. That's the only scene that I remember. And then like there's the one where like Gwen dies, you know? Like that, that's oh, an iconic one too. Yeah. That one, that one's pretty iconic. But those are like the only two scenes that I can like remember from his movies. You know, I would like. Either to way, see, this would be interesting. Yes, I would very much like to see a Spider Verse, a live action Spider Verse movie with uh, McGuire and Garfield and Holland. I want one scene in the movie, and that's when they're all pointing at each other like that meme. Yeah. Because <laughs> they did it at the end of the Spider Verse film. If you watch the anchor, yeah, I didn't yeah. know it. Uh-huh. But Jeff showed meme? me, and that was uh, that was pretty funny. And you know, I don't care movie. about um, Garfield or like. I don't care about any of them. What I want is Miles Morales to show up. That's actually yeah. They're they're um, there's what the rumors are saying like, is that this is going to set up a Miles Morales film. Yeah. So now that would be interesting. That would be that'd be something different, or something I would not be expecting. Because I mean, they already because, confirmed he exists in the universe. Yeah. The Prowler already. Exists. They all exist. Ugh, I'm was, sure everyone exists. They're just slowly working on it and i'm not as excited for scarlet witch what i'm excited for is the potential mutants mutants mm-hmm. going from her little wandavision shenanigans you know what that you already had your powers they were just amplified i re- uh i don't know if you were watching daredevil but i think in the daredevil tv the the series they mentioned something about um captain america or thor and so I don't know if it was ever confirmed to be in the same universe, but people want Charlie Cox to come in as Daredevil in Spider-Man film, which, you know, multiverse, it might be possible. You know, um, I thought I thought he was also confirmed to be in it, but I think that was just a rumor also. Yep, many, many rumors and Marvel's supposed to be secret and I'm pretty sure Tom Holland has learned his lesson. Tom Holland hasn't even received the script. <laughs> what? No Way Home? No, they've already started yeah, filming I, some I'll, scenes. Yeah, he probably doesn't even get the script till the day they film. <laughs> that's Come true. On, Actually, no, give yeah. the man a break, bro. No, that's true. Uh, when they were filming Endgame, uh, for when they were filming the uh, the funeral scene for Tony Stark, they told everyone. I don't know if they told everyone, but they told uh, Tom Holland that it was gonna be a a wedding. So when he got there, he was like, "Oh, okay." And then when they were filming his death scene, he didn't know he was filming his death scene until the day they were shooting. So maybe for that's, some that's actors, they they up, do bro. that. <laughs> apparently, the only apparently only two actors got the entire script for Endgame, and that was. Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch and Tony Stark. So this past weekend, I don't know why, but on my YouTube, it was like, uh, why all the cast of the Avengers hate uh, Captain Marvel, like the act, like the actress. Oh, but yeah, yeah, people don't Lars like her. Yeah, they don't, don't like. like yeah, why? Like She's too egotistic. Uh, she just like a narcissist, narcissistic, and all that. And um, there was an interview with her and G- Jeremy Renner. Yeah, yeah, and Renner just looks like he's not having a good time, bro. Yeah, and then in the interview, um, but the interview asked some question to them, and um, I don't even know the actress's name for Captain Marvel, Brie but Larson. she's like, yeah, Brie Larson, yeah, Brie Larson yeah. is like, she's like, you know, I feel like I am a blessing to these people, and like, I want to use my platform as like a blessing 
to like like um all right i'm something like that but then when he has jamie renner renner's like i'm just blessed to be here uh-huh. basically <laughs> like he like that that was basically the gist of both of their comments that brie larson was like i'm a blessing and renner was like i'm blessed to be here it's kind of cringe dude so, yeah so it was kind of like you know she's kind of yeah <laughs> based you know, on that i think dang i forgot what i was gonna say um but um uh yeah, oh, fuck it you know i don't know what i was gonna say anymore. <laughs> look at what this you think took so long <laughs> <laughs> I took so long. That was like thirty seconds. You lost your train of thought. Thirty seconds. Yes. <laughs> okay, I, I do too. What the hell? But dude, I just I just rewatched the John Walker van clip, and it's like he was really he was really trying his hardest to keep that thing up, man. Those. What surprised me is that the flag smashers. Even though they were hesitant on killing the people, they were fully committed to let those people die in that moment. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, he's holding up the van. We gotta we gotta stop this guy. That's insane. But I don't know. I'm just excited for a US agent. Because you know, he's he's not he's, Oh, so you guys like him now. No no, yeah, I like I've US like Agent. Yeah, I like US Agent. Right? Cause I, I like I like darker characters. And I like him because he's not a good guy and he's not a bad guy. He's neutral. He he's like a he's like a Captain America Punisher. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. You know, he he does things that Captain America can't do. Yeah. Wouldn't do. Couldn't do. Or even a Captain America could do. He can't he can't do it because, you know, he's gotta keep that figure. But so like it's basically like a black ops Captain America. That's true. So I was like, you know, I'm excited for what they want, what they're gonna do with U.S. Agent. Like, yeah, you know, his character is supposed to be not unlikable, but you know, I like what they did with him, and he had his moments here and there. You know what? But at the end of it, when they gave him the suit and he's working with that character, I don't really know her significance yet because she was supposed to debut she's in Madame Hydra. Black Widow. Yeah, she was supposed to debut in Black Widow, but we all know that movie's still delayed for whatever reason. Oh, it's coming yeah, out. Yeah, like speaking of Black Widow, people were also mad that Miss that Captain Marvel got her movie before Black Widow did. Like, and then like even like the cast were like pretty mad about that too. But the thing is like, but the thing is like they, regardless if she got her movie before or after, the the Captain Marvel movie needed to happen for them to beat Thanos, right? You you guys were yeah. Agree? They needed that. They needed that introduction. Yeah. Like they, they had honestly. If I think, if they had the license for the Fantastic Four and the mutants before, then I really think it would have been Silver Surfer instead of Carol Danvers. It would have been another powerhouse, but it wouldn't have been her. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. You know what's or sad? If the, or if the Inhumans. Because, you know, they were supposed to be in Inhumans movie, but it mm-hmm. turned into a TV show that we don't talk about. And I don't think it connects to the MCU, but there was supposed to be an Inhumans movie that connects to the MCU. And, you know, it'd be like Black Bolts and stuff like that. And Black yeah. Bolts a super strong superhero. Of course. He speaks so, and earthquakes happen. Yeah. Good Lord. Imagine if, so you, it's imagine like, if he was your dad. If he was Asian, <laughs> the world would. If he was Asian, the world would be gone, dude. Um, the universe would be gone. When you say that, it's. That's why he doesn't live on Earth. 
But yeah, like, just imagine if Black Bolt was in the MCU, and then they add the Silver Surfer in the MCU. You got two straight up powerhouses, and then you have Thor. So you got three tanks, <laughs> or you have you just have three like super powered beings, and then there's Thanos. You know what? I'm and then sad. now they're introducing the Eternals. I'm sad that we never got to see the full power of Odin, because in the comics he is he makes Thor look like a baby. Okay, maybe not a baby, but he's so powerful, dude. He that's why he's Odin awful. That's just how powerful he is, and like we never got to see how like, actually powerful he was, because. You know, he was old and frail. But as Guardians, and at least in the comics, uh, they get stronger when they're older. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's how... I, I just think, in, in the MCU and stuff like that, um, just how they're telling the stories, you know, they can't include uh-huh. everything like that. That's true. I, I just like, wish they'd sort him to be a little, a little more potent. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't shown, but it was mentioned. Yes. You know, that he's pretty, pretty strong. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking of like strong characters, you know, the Eternals, they're supposed to be stronger than Asgardians. So, hmm. yeah. And I mean, Thanos is an Eternal. He just, he's That's an true. Eternal from Titan See, who has a mutation survived. that makes him purple. So one thing about the Eternals <laughs> is that like, there's a lot of characters like, how are they all going to yeah. get, like, the story across? I think it's... Some are bigger than the others. Like, Icarus, or uh, Richard Madden's character, he's... I think he's one of the bigger characters, so he'll probably get, like... I, I don't know what they're trying to go, like, what their plan is with the internals. Like, whether it's it's a lead-up to, like, a hero named Hyperion, who's also an Eternal... Or if they're just gonna be a part of Phase Four, because I thought I read somewhere that at the during the events of um, like Endgame and this Infinity War saga, um, and <laughs> Infinity War, the Infinity Rain, um, Fin Infinity Stone saga, all the Eternals are dead, and Ooh. in the comics, Hyperion, he's supposed to be a ripoff of Superman, so he's the last Eternal. Who was sent to Earth in like the exact same way and everything. So I don't know um, like where they're going with this eternal story and like when it takes place. <sighs> a lot of things are opening now. You know Say what? A lot of things are opening now. I remember uh, the th- the next three big stars that were supposed to lead the Avengers were actually going to be Peter Parker, uh, Danvers, and T'Challa. May he rest in peace. But now that he's you know I'm I'm honestly I really want to see what they do with the the character because they can't just like you know it would. I don't know if they would off-screen kill him or he would retire or something would happen, but, like... They have to do it respectfully. Yeah, they have to do it respectfully, but, at this, but like, as a story-wise, that's a really hard thing to do. Like, um, wow. Because he Cause was going to so be... Sudden. Yeah, it yeah, was like, also supposed to be a huge role in the next, you know, uh, phase. Yeah. 
and you know he man he was just such a good character no dude I remember after watching like he was uh, after watching, watching Civil War when he was introduced yeah. to Civil War man I was like dang and then at the but end the end credit scene where uh, he takes in Bucky I was like dang yeah. like he's, he said he, he made a really good line he's like both my father and your friend are victims of something but if I can make at least one of them if I can at least give one of them a good life like something I was like dang he seems like a really you good know, character like speaking of Chadwick Boseman the other day I was on Instagram and I saw this video clip of this interview of him mm-hmm. and you know it said it was said that you know he's had cancer for like the last what, four or five years mm-hmm. or something yeah and in the interview um the interviewer asked him he was like what is a superpower you wish he had and he was like I wish I could freeze time Damn. and then it hurt it, like, it hurt so much more because you know no. he, he knows he had cancer yeah he's like I wish I could freeze time and like just do everything no my fucking heart it. spend more time yeah I was like ah oh, it hurts more because we all know what happened no dude that's actually so yeah. sad holy shit yeah. why did you have to tell me that uh, I just wanted to make you feel something uh, <laughs> Jesus it's okay, Michael. I'll cheer you up somehow. Damn, that shit, that actually hurts, dude. Like, holy. Yeah. It is hurt. <laughs> but, you know, may he rest in peace and his, his legacy will live on. And then now we got Captain America. <sighs> yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. But yeah, I guess since Michael doesn't know, the reason, so it would always show the title card Falcon and Winter Soldier, and at the end of the sixth episode, it said Captain America and Winter Soldier. Really? Yep. yep. That, was, that was a really nice touch. You know, people were like, it should have said Captain America and the White Wolf. <laughs> I feel like they didn't explore like, that character Because Bucky's more. done. Yeah, they should. Ex- they got to explore more. Because, uh-huh. you know, they were showing that Bucky was obviously still struggling with, with like. His past. His, his, yeah, his past and his Winter Soldier side. So they, they got to explore it more. And I think when he's finally free, he'll be stronger. Because, ah, see, the one scene is when he was trying to break the thing in the van. Like, I get that was some device, right? But. Uh-huh. Come on. It's a vibranium <laughs> really? metal arm. It took that much effort. Yeah, it <laughs> took him that much effort to freaking bust the thing and pull the door open. He punched it like 10 times, too. Really hard, yeah, like, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, I, we just, I guess we got to see him hold down a helicopter or something. Who knows? We never know if Steve Rogers could have done it with a shield, you know? We won't know. We know Sam won't be able to do it. You know, for obvious reasons. But he, you know, he may be able to use his wings, which are extremely sharp. To help him fly, yeah. I think he would just use the the jets on his little suit to Uh help him. I gotta watch this. I like how he used it. (laughs) All right. Wait, which one? The John Walker one or the Bucky one? John Walker one. Yes. Let Michael watch this quick. Indeed. But just listen to his reaction. 
Damn the shit. <laughs> Look at the shield. That's not his shield. Or that's not the vibranium shield. <laughs> I was gonna say. What? That was it. I didn't get to see the whole thing. Damn. How long was the clip you watched? They fell. And that's it. Yeah, that, that's basically what oh. happened. Now you gotta watch it, but the Bucky one. Just search up Bucky Opens Van or something. Else. I don't know what it'd be listed. And then you can just see like how weak he looks. Bucky Opens Up Van? <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know what you name it. Bucky Saves... I don't know. Bucky Saves... Hostages, yeah. Bucky saves hostages. Look that up. Bucky saves. Better be good. I don't. I mean, once again, I don't know how strong that device was, but it just, it just made him not look as strong as the other enhanced beings. Like I'm not doubting that he's strong. I'm just saying, like compared to the rest, he just doesn't. Seem as strong. <laughs> what like compared to when he was fighting Black Panther and Steve Rogers, you know, where he was like and start holding his own. Okay, but and, what's yeah. the device that's on it though? I don't. That's some, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't know how strong that thing is, but it, it's some it device the Flag Smashers put on it. <laughs> it's pretty. It's got to be made out of vibranium too, because he didn't break it <laughs> with this vibranium arm. <sighs> Yeah, what if it's not Bucky isn't weak, but that's just too strong? Could be. And, uh... Oh, yeah, you haven't seen <laughs> Bucky and Sam take on John Walker yet, huh? When they were fighting? It reminds me... Of, yeah, it, no, they fought. Like, it reminds me of the first... I think it was episode two or something where Sam was like, Bucky, we can't just run up on a dude and beat him up, take his no, shield. I, I saw that. Oh, okay. They're like fighting in like Dude. the warehouse. Yeah. yeah, and then they're like trying so hard to take the shield off, and they break John's arm. Yeah, I saw that. And then the thing that cracked me up was when Bucky <laughs> swung John around, and then Sam was like, "Let me help," <laughs> and like throws his body at him, only gets sent backwards. Because, because I was like, "Damn, dude!" Because that was the episode when <laughs> John Walker gets like kills that guy, right? No, that was after, after the episode oh, okay, after. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that scene was fucking, like, brutal, bro. Like, jeez. I See, was that's what I didn't understand. That. Because in that scene, it makes Walker look like a real villain. Like, he was yeah. ready to kill both Bucky and Sam. And then in the last episode, he, like, turns around. So, like... I don't think I don't think he was ever ready. See, like, how I look at it is, you know, in the heat of the moment, his best friend just died. And that's how he took it out. And then he realized what he did was wrong. Like, he ran to the warehouse, and he was like, basically, he was like, oh, crap. Like, like, I, like look, look at what I just did. Like, everyone saw that. And he, he was like, I can't do that. I'm Captain America. But then, you know, he kind of reassures himself. I don't remember what he says. And then Sam and Bucky walk up on him. And then think about it. As a dude who's been trying your hardest to, like, be Captain America... Yeah, you basically just fucked up. And, you know, you're really not in the mood at that moment. Like, your best friend just died. And then two dudes come up to you, and they're like, like, give me the shield. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'd probably fight them, but I wouldn't want to kill them. 
I don't think he was okay. He, uh, yeah, he 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 was yeah, legit. Yeah, because it, hey, yeah, it showed no, 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 both of them. But he's no, on like, those. Yeah. But at that point, he's on those roids too, though. Right. Oh yeah, he's yeah, always on I don't serum think, now. Yeah, but I don't think the serum. Yeah, I don't know if he has that serum, that roid um, symptom, roid head rage. <laughs> that's why I don't. That's what I thought. Like, maybe he's just. Like in the moment, he's just like he's feeling all types of emotions, and he probably really doesn't want them to take the shield from him. Mm. So out of desperation, he was probably just gonna take <laughs> Sam out, yeah, or something. But you know, we're going back to Bucky looking weak. I don't like how weak he looked against John. That's true. Yeah, he was getting whooped by John. Like I get he was trying to neutralize him, but John was tossing him around too. Well, the thing is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nagel did say that he perfected Erskine's serum. Yeah. And so you have to imagine that these people maybe aren't maybe superior, extremely superior compared to like Bucky and Cap, but they're yeah. at least, you know, somewhat stronger. Yeah. I mean, if they're going on comic accuracy, then yeah, John yeah. is a lot stronger he's superhuman than strength. Steve. Yeah, he's a lot stronger than Steve and Bucky. He, I yeah. think he's like, Cap said he's like a few times stronger than him. That the only reason Cap comes out on top is because Cap's just a better... Fighter. Yeah. But if they're going comic like accuracy, then yeah, John is supposed to be stronger than them. Yeah. And all that. But another thing that people were saying was how did Sam do so much better than Bucky <laughs> in their fight against John? In their fight against John? Right. Yeah, against John Walker. Like Sam held his own better than Bucky did. And Bucky is a super soldier and Sam is not. Mm-hmm. But then again, Sam was more on the defensive side because Sam probably knows he can't take him head on, mm-hmm. whereas Bucky was on the offensive side, and that's probably why the it's probably why the um, outcome was different, you know. Yeah. All right, if it was Bucky it was... and Steve fighting Walker, how long do you think Walker would would uh, be able to keep um, up with them? I would give him maybe like does, three minutes. Does Steve have the two. shield or does does Walker have the shield? None of them have the shield. They're just going bare bones. None of them have yes, the... they're going fist fights. Dude, I think I think Walker gets gang stopped. <laughs> I mean, the chemistry between Steve and Bucky is way different than the chemistry between Sam that's, and Bucky. Oh yeah, I guess that's that's true. Yeah, that's why I mean that's why they were able to hold their own against Stark for so long. Yeah, and plus they had the shield. <laughs> Like, you know, Captain with his shield is, is like, godly. Captain with his shield and Mjolnir? Literally godly. That's, Literally that's like godly. a fucking raid boss, bro. There's no way you're beating him. <laughs> it's fucking Thanos up. <laughs> you know, if Thanos wasn't in Eternal, I think he would have, he would have gotten pretty messed up. But all right, we've been on this for 40 minutes. All right, let's all right. go no to the way. next one. Yeah, that's true. 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> All right, well, I'm kind of halfway through because I kind of plan to be 90 minutes. So. Yeah, we got two into phase four. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, viewers. Next part of our agenda, and this is this is actually hey, I was... Kevin, if <laughs> if you want, you can edit this in. Um, when we start this, five minutes into the conversation, edit one of us saying, if you want to skip this, go to 43 minutes. <laughs> 44. <laughs> 44 minutes. All right. Thank you, sir. Anyways, uh, next on our agenda is... Having a good support system It's going to follow that trend we've been on for the past few days about talking about things that really aren't entertainment and really going into about 
reflection, having a good support system. What is a good support system? What is a good friend? And what do you expect from a good friend? So question number one, what is a good support system? Somebody go first. I don't, I don't have nothing for this. Oh, okay. You said you want to go first? first. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I swear I heard something say that. I said somebody go first. I don't know where I'm going with it. I thought I said I want to go first. Yeah, I swear I heard something say that. I said somebody, somebody go first. Oh, boy. A good support system? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, what is a good support system? Ow. I mean, like, a good support system would be, like, uh, well, okay, hold on. Everyone's different, right? Because some people don't necessarily need a good support system. Like, they, they're, they're uh, good enough for on, them, on their own, you know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some people who don't need uh, someone else's, like, affirmation to make them feel better or, like, to justify what they think is good for them, you know? Some people just are like that already. But I feel like, like I, I no, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. But I think when I when I when I think about a support system, I think about more than just like, um, like let's take for example uh, a father of four. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's a father of four, and you know, maybe he's raising it really well, and you know, they're pretty wealthy. He seems to be doing very well, but I think nonetheless. Some days he might come home and he might need that support system. Yeah. I feel like, I guess, since this, since this was my question, for me, having a good support system, I think the few things I think about when I think about a support system is people who are reliable, uh, people who you know you can count on, you know, people who... Um, you know, if they're doing something and you need them to be there, you know, they're willing to compromise. Uh, like, you know, I'm like, for example, I'm part of Christina's support system. So if she, you know, is having a hard day at work and I'm in the middle of a game, then I have to be willing to be like, you know, like, all right, I'm gonna, let me turn my game off and, uh, you know, come over there. Or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it goes goes to your point where it's, like, someone who's... People who you can count and rely on, I feel like that's a really good thing. Because you never know when you when you do need that, you know? So, yeah, let's say, for I example... Think... Like, well, your example with, you know, you, there's a single father who, like... Um, they can't do it all on their own sometimes in their life, you know? Yeah, they can say that they're independent, they don't need no help. But there, there's gonna there's gonna be a time where you're gonna need someone to lean on, you know. And that can even be your kids. Yeah. Lean on me <laughs> when you're not strong. Is that a song? That's what I think about. Yeah, you don't know that song? I don't. I know "Stand by Me." There's no oh, way you don't know "Lean on Me." About Bill Withers. Come on, there's no way. This is a joke. This is a joke. Michael, you got to bring the rhythm bot in here. We're going to go on pause. Okay, Kevin, we're going to be quiet for like 30 seconds. (laughs) Okay, just so Katie can listen to the song. There's no way you don't know this song. Everyone knows this song, bro. (laughs) Let's figure out. Let's find out if I do. 
Lean on me. Okay, Bill Withers. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. Alright. Uh, <laughs> Michael is bringing in the rhythm bot, okay? What's up, rhythm bot? Yeah. I mean, unless Kevin wants to edit in Lean on I'm scared. We might get a. DMCA, dude. Come on. Hey, I'll sing it then. Alright, I'm loading up right now. Bill Weathers. Way out that strong. Too late. Rhythm bot's in. Oh, this song is so beautiful. Kaden, just turn um listen to the rhythm bot. <sighs> you know, I'm actually kinda surprised you don't know this. With your musical background and everything. Nope, don't know it. What the fuck? I mean I can't believe you don't know this. This is like a classic choir Kevin song. This part out since they can't hear us or can't hear it. <clears throat> All right, it's this part. You know me when you're not strong. Hey, <laughs> hey, Kev, put this in the beginning. Sufang singing. Put that in the beginning. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> you really don't know this. Not even this one part. I, f I swear, this has been in like a commercial or something. Delina. There's a bro. There's uh, no way. I I cannot I'm believe. I'm convinced Kaden doesn't know this. Yeah, I'm convinced he he's doesn't joking. know this. No, I'm convinced he doesn't know I this. I think he's joking. I am 100% honest. No, I, I don't I'm, know that song. I'm pretty positive he doesn't know what it. What the fuck? At this point, I'm pretty positive he doesn't know it. I am shocked at myself. There are a lot of... Well, you know, to be fair, there's a lot of great songs that I still don't know. I haven't heard yet, so... That's fair. Mm. That's fair. But I, yeah, know, I thought maybe, like... <laughs> I thought... Well, I mean, I, I guess still talking about that song. I thought maybe, like, when I heard, like, you know... Because usually you don't know an entire song, but when you hear that one part, you're like, oh, it's that song. But mm -hmm. I, I've never heard that. Well, at least I don't remember. It's okay. I, f yeah. I forgive you. But yes, back to the uh, back to the point about support systems. Fang, have you thought about what you're gonna say? Yeah, basically, what you guys like say, you know, that that's the best support system I can think about. That's like a support system I've usually had. You know, like someone who can be there, not necessarily to like take take off some of that pressure, but like just somebody to be there for me to vent to or like. You know, just reassure me and yeah, etc. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, kind of like how you said you're like Christina's like support system and stuff. Like you know, uh, like Amanda's mainly mines, and like my brother also. I mean, I don't really like. I don't really. That is nice to say. For like, like, <laughs> not like like when it comes to like more personal stuff like that i don't really go to my siblings but if it's like more everyday life I'll, I'll go to my siblings but more on like a personal level amanda's like my support system and all that you, you know what it, so, it is you know. it is sad for me to say that my family i don't consider them i guess i'll consider one i guess i would consider my sister shang part of my support system like sometimes uh like when uh my you know when my Early on uh, in my relationship with Christina, my mom and dad were, uh, you know, pretty, 
uh, I don't know what would you use to describe them, but, you know, they, they just didn't like Christina because, you know, she wasn't Hmong. And, you know, Michael and Shane were part of that support system when I was like, man, like, you know, I got to talk to somebody about this who understands, you know, uh, the situation at hand. And so it was Michael and Shane. And then, you know, I guess for everyone, there's like a, a difference. But yeah, like generally, I, other than Shane, I don't know if I really consider the rest of my family support system. And that's kind of sad for me. Because like you know they're my family you know like I know Michael yeah. could probably go to um, I don't know if Michael could go to his siblings but you know his siblings could definitely go to siblings him. go to him yeah yeah it's like for me it's like uh, Shane and I we just talk about like college or how college was or you know like movies and stuff but like we don't really talk about like really deep stuff like man I'm just having a hard day and this 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 yeah I mean you know sometimes a support system isn't even like someone you can talk about these stuff with you know it could be like that's true like you're happy to see them because like you know especially my sophomore year like when i think about this now that was like probably one of my it was my greatest year like having fun and like making friends and like meeting new people but then you said what i said we were your support system (laughs) in your sophomore year um Yes and no. <laughs> but anyways, as All right, I was guys, saying... It's been good. Uh, talk to <laughs> you guys. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> no, I'm gone, no, but because, but, like, here's, here's the thing. So, like, that was my worst year academically. Mm. So, like, you know, going to school and I was, like, struggling a bit. But, like, when I came home from class, you know, I had Amanda and Rocky. And I was, like, super happy to see them, too. Because, like, you know, Amanda always knew how to share me up. And Rocky... I was just always so happy to see him because he was just such a goofy guy. And then I remember it got harder for me because Amanda had to go home and I just had Rocky, you know, so I'd come home and, you know, I could still see Rocky and like play with him and, you know, Rocky was still there. And then I had to bring Rocky home, you know, and then at that point I was like really, really like struggling. And but then, you know, I I didn't have Amanda and I didn't have Rocky. And I think, like, Johnny and you guys were starting to notice. And, like, Johnny would always come to my room, like, check up on me. And, like, Michael would always, like, like come talk to me and stuff like that, too. And then, like, that was a support system that I really needed at that time, you know? Just something to, like, in a way, get my mind off, like, just the stress of school and and struggling, you know? Yeah, because cause you know when... You know when someone is acting different from their usual self, you know? Because, yeah. especially if, like, we're since we're roommates, we see each other on a daily basis. Um, like, you see how they interact with, you, like, the way... Th- okay, let me see how I, I should wear this. Like, if if their... Your usual day-to-day interactions are not what they uh, what they're, uh, usually are, then that's a, that's a good sign that something is up, you know? Like, something is bothering them, you know? Like, or... It could just be like they're not having a good day, you know, and you can tell the difference in their demeanor, their body language, you know, like the way that they like say hi to you, you know, it's it's not the same. And, then, you know, when Sufeng was in that patch, that like that rough patch, you know, like we all knew, you know, because like Sufeng really was missing Amanda and Rocky was a really big part in Sufeng's life. And having those two big things, you know, happen so fast, it was like. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know if me, Johnny, and Jess, we ever talked about it, but it was kind of like, it was like, dude, like, Sufeng's, Sufeng's not happy, you know, like, he's, he's low-key sad as fuck, like, what can we do, you know, and it was like, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but it was obvious to us, so it was like, 
be, we try to be that good support system to where, or at least I try, you know, where Stefan needed to say anything, you know, I, I told him, you know, I was like, hey, I'm here. Or if it was, if I just like, um, tried my best to like make him smile or something during the day or something, you know. Yeah. So it's like you know the little things like that too. It's not always like someone you can vent to or deep talk. It's just like they're just there. You no. Know, yeah, just there. So I think that's what I see was a good, a good support system. Basically, what you guys say, someone who was just there for you, and like, you know, whether you ask for it or not, you know, someone who's always there. You know, okay, but the thing is that like, some people might not ex- like we say all this stuff, and then there might be some people out there who never had a good support system. So it's it's important for you to find out like to find those type of people in those life in in your life that will like treat you that way, you know not not necessarily like baby you you know and like hold your hand all the time, but like people who respect you and, and who value your friendship and your um, companionship you know because if you if you don't have those people in your life, your mental health is not gonna be in the right spot you know. So it's important to find people in your life who um, will take care of you mentally, not fit like mm, like physically too. You know, like people just to have around you, but then you want it, you want it to be a, like in a healthy way. Yes, going off that point, if you are aware of relationships, whether this is your family whether this is like friends maybe your partner and it is unhealthy or maybe not unhealthy is the wrong word to use but if it is not making you happy for a consistent period of time you know i don't want to be dr phil but at some point you might have to reflect on yourself and ask if those unhealthy relationships are worth it which brings me to something there is this thing called the sunk cost fallacy it is this idea with human behavior and it makes entire sense that when you spend a certain amount of time or money on something that you want to make use of it so let's say i uh buy let's say i rent a movie for five dollars and 30 minutes in i don't like it there's this idea that i might be like oh i already paid five dollars for it i might as well just watch the rest of it to make it worth it you know and the same goes for like when you're in an unhealthy relationship, you're like, I've been dating him for four years. I don't want to break up because then I'd lose so much time and effort. Um, that's part of the sunk cost fallacy. No. That... Like going, going off of that, I, I knew somebody. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to name or go into more detail because I don't want to give it away. But I knew somebody that, um, was in a relationship for five, maybe six years. And, you know, time. yeah, it was pretty long. And it started out like any other relationship, you know, all nice, get through the honeymoon phase, all that stuff. And then, you know, the relationship started getting more and more toxic. And me and everyone else around knew, like, at first you, you hear things, you know, you just hear things. And then you start seeing seeing it like happen, like you can see how toxic it is. You can feel the energy, and then you start seeing the individuals, and you see like 
you just see how worn out they are because of the toxicity of the relationship mm-hmm. and whatever, right? And then, you know, after it's been that long and you just seen them suffering in a relationship like that and like you know you you kind of wonder like how and why or the main reason is like why are they still in there like why what makes them want to stay in it like they they both know it's toxic and they both know it's not good for them mentally and physically right and i think i think the reason is because at that point, it's, it's. I think it's more like, either they're both too scared to leave each other, or like it's just the companionship that they adore. You know, it's not like they love each other anymore. It's just that companionship, maybe. So it's like, yeah, it's toxic and everything. But at the end of the day, you know, like I'll still have this companion to do things with me, go out, like mm-hmm. you know, adventure. And vice versa. And I think that's what really... That that could be like a really big reason to why some of these toxic relationships just don't end as soon as you think it would. You know? Indeed. Because you, you got to admit, you know, after being with someone for so long, you get used to it. Like, I'll, admit, yep, I'll openly admit now, I'm, I'm used to having Amanda with me on my adventures and I'm used to having Amanda like just being there with me like another example from St. Cloud is when you know I was so used to her being in my room just like reading her book or doing her own thing like you know I could game and I turn around and you know she'd just be there chilling and I got so used to that that when it was no longer that way you know it was like it hurts and it's saddening you know so like now imagine and you know we weren't even we were just apart because i was still there for school like we weren't even broken up or nothing but now imagine like you know you break up and it's really that companionship that you miss the most yeah because you're just so used to it (sighs) but yeah that's just what i think on why toxic relationships just don't end as quick as you'd want it to that one or the other one where both people are just stupid <clears throat> but yeah you know I feel like another <clears throat> reason why toxic relationships last is because one person is not willing to admit that it is toxic and not so much that you know it may be because there could be a number of reasons they're afraid to admit that it's toxic because like you said you know people are really used to People don't like change, and I think that's fair. You know, people don't want their when they get used to something and they can get content with it. They don't want things to change, uh, and so you know, if you spend four years with someone and then you have to imagine what your life would be like without them, even if it doesn't drive you through the roof like every second, even if it does drive you through the roof every second of the day, you're you you're just not gonna want to accept that change because it's just gonna be so drastic. Uh, I can attest to that because I know people who are in that kind of relationship. I will not call them out, but... Say their name right now. It, uh, I cannot say their names, <laughs> but I can... Uh, it, it is. them. It is not... Write um, it into the chat. Okay, I'll do that. I think... Uh, I, don't, I don't mind if you Damn. guys know. I just don't want it to... Um, 
Um, <laughs> Let's see what Michael said. Can't believe it's still together after all that shit. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I look at this relationship and, uh, you know, it's been a really long time. And there's a lot of factors that have changed. Um, you know, for, like, for example, for some examples, you know, like when the most toxic relationship I could think of uh, in general is uh, an abusive relationship, you know, where, you know, like the the husband is abusive to the kids or uh, the, the usually typically the wife and um, the wife either denies it for whatever reason or they just stay because they're afraid that, you know, their kids might be hurt, that they'll get hurt more. So, you know, there's that reason, too. And I definitely don't want to count that out for the person. Because that happens a lot where you, the person wants to escape from the relationship, but, um, you know, there's the, again, there's that fear that they might get hurt, that they're putting other people in danger. But then when it's not that, it, when people are just being stupid, uh, I, I'm just saying, if I ever, if you guys ever witness me going crazy in my relationship, I want you guys to like sit me down and be like, are you really happy with your relationship? I don't care well, if it's Christina right, or, are you, you know, in two then? years, I bring Are you free tonight then? <laughs> Kaden, uh, are you really I, I, happy I, with your relationship? You know, yes, yeah, I, let's, I, let's I, get I into it right now. No, let's get into it right now. We can do that. We can do that. This is what it's for. I I actually am. Uh, you know, obviously, there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, like you know, obviously, people won't understand it, but for me... Um, being alone has always been something that brings me comfort. And I think the reason that is, is because when I was a kid, I got my ass beat. Okay. You know, I've told it before. I got my ass beat. And so when I, when I was alone, I understood that the ass beating was over. And so when I grew up, I started developing this idea that when I was stressed, when I was, when I was stressed, at least if I was with myself, I would feel some comfort being with myself. And so whenever I'm mad or upset, I just like doing things on my own. And I feel bad for Christina because she, you know, she really does want to support me. But I always tell her if I'm upset or sad, well, I guess when I'm mad, I just want to be by myself because I can't control my anger and I don't want you to be there because it's not fair if I'm mad at something else and, you know, I take it on her. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm generally happy with Chris. I'm, I, I think the only times that really make me, I mean, there have been a few times I've considered breaking up and, you know, she knows this and I know that there's been a few times, you know, yeah, we've thought about it a lot, you know, we've had a lot of points in our relationship where we're like, do I really want to do this? She's thought about breaking up with me. I've thought about breaking up. Uh, um, a real game changer for me, if, you know, if she did this in the future, uh, would be if she started to abuse, you know, obviously the kids or Mumu, even if it was Mumu. If she started hitting Mumu or like, you know, really be, not like, not like, you know, spanking her butt, but like really like tossing her and shit, I would probably talk to her because like you know that's not the woman i fell in love with yeah uh, but yeah she doesn't display any behaviors like that um i mean yeah obviously sometimes i'm annoying and she's annoying but like come on like i think in my relationship i think that's how we see it um we're gonna be annoying sometimes but like that's just that's kind of what makes it i wouldn't say fun but that's like just an aspect of it I mean, I, you know, I don't yeah. know if two things. It's a correlation. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course. Like sometimes Some days, I'm like, oh my god. I'm, I'm just bored and I just bother Amanda. And today she's bored and she just bothers me. All right, Sufeng, so you are on the hot plate now. Are you happy? Are plate. you really happy in your relationship? I am. I am extremely happy in my relationship. All right. Let's say Amanda's not listening to this. All right. <clears throat> now you can really answer. Okay. 
Yeah, I am extremely happy with my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really happy, you know. It's I don't mean to brag or nothing, but in okay. our three years yeah. dating, we've never gotten into a fight or an argument. Mm, okay. And that's the scary yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. Is that healthy, though? That, you know, me and Amanda have talked about it. We've been like, you know, we've never argued or gotten into a fight. And it scares us because it's like, when are we going to get into our first big fight? And how are we mm. going to handle that? You know, because we've, we're both pretty chilled back, both pretty laid back individuals. So, you know, it's, and, and we're both very um, understanding and we always compromise. And because of that, like I said, we've just never argued or gotten to a fight. And like, that's just something where, we don't know how we just deal mm-hmm. with it. And, you know, um, we've like, we've had altercations and like little talks, but you know, I wouldn't consider those fights or arguments, you know, it's just kind of like, Hey, I don't like that. Like, can I do that anymore? Or stuff like, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just, just things like that. We always compromise and we always, um, you know, we always, uh, work around it or you know we always resolve our issues and quickly we we usually do it pretty quickly yeah so okay yeah. dr phil uh, give me advice <laughs> <laughs> well first you and christina both need to get laid back <laughs> that's good get real Get real laid back. You know, actually, take some weed. I remember in the there was a scary movie where they had Doctor Phil, and he was like, "I'm not an, I'm an electrician. I just tell people to get real." And then I watched some Doctor Phil clips, and he does say to get real a few times. I was like, "Huh." Get real. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, was... <laughs> no, I wasn't seriously asking for advice. Oh. I was joking. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Just that that that's probably the only thing that I can think about that worries me about our relationship is, uh, you know, it's gonna happen. Gonna so when is it gonna happen? Yeah, like it, it honestly hasn't happened. So like, when is it gonna happen? How is it gonna happen? Like, how are we gonna deal with this? I mean, Who, I'd imagine you guys communicate honestly. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we do communicate. Yeah. We both communicate. I I'd say we're. We're okay with communication because, you know, we're um, Amanda doesn't really like conflict mm-hmm. and I don't really like waiting because mm-hmm. to me, the more I wait, the worse and more anxious I get. So I'll usually be pretty straightforward with about it. But because Amanda doesn't like conflict, it's usually redirected, you know, so. We'll just get to it when we get to it <laughs> and see how scary, that goes. Man. It is pretty scary. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we're both pretty laid back individuals and pretty understanding. So I, I honestly don't know what could cause it. Like, aside from the obvious things like, you know, cheating or talking to other people and stuff, like, you know, stupid things like that. But uh, I can't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that would um, cause it. I mean, we're both kind of uh, stubborn in our own way, but I usually apologize and admit I'm wrong first anyways. 
He also pretty oblivious, <laughs> so, apparently. And yeah, <laughs> oblivious. <sighs> but yeah, oh, man, that hot plate was. Whew. <laughs> Got me sweat. I'm kidding. <laughs> Only one more person here. <laughs> oh, yeah, what am I gonna say? <laughs> All right, so maybe let's let's shape the question. Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with where you are? Yeah. Right now? Are you happy with who you are? Not in Saint Cloud. Not literally. I was kidding. Um, I would say I'm happy. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I wouldn't change about my life. You know. So you wanna want to be a millionaire? <laughs> oh. So. No, money changes bad. you. Do you know that money song? Money changes you. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, money does change you. No, but I'm realistically, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Like I'm, you know, things could be better. You know, like there's there's stuff in my life, you know, where I, you know, I wish things would, would be different. But m- me, like since we're talking about relationship wise, you know, I'm not necessarily. I don't seek happiness from a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not what I want. If I if I want to be happy, I feel like that should just be on me. I shouldn't need to seek happiness from someone else to make me feel better about myself. Because then that's just too selfish, you know? Like, I'm just using them to make myself happy. And um, when, it, when, when it happens, it happens. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not looking for a relationship. But when it does happen, then it will happen, you know? Because I feel like that's the best way to do it is for it to happen organically. Because if I'm, Indeed. like... Because, like, you know, like I could be, like, on, like, Tinder and shit looking for, for love or whatever, but... What will I like? How how happy would I really be? Like, what would what would, what would be different in my life? So let me ask you guys that. So when you got in the, in the relationship, what what about your life changed? Because this because you guys gotta, are in serious relationships, you know. Oh, it's know, not yeah. just like a it's not just like for fun, you know. Like you guys mm-hmm. are in like deep yeah. relationships. What was what was something significant that changed about your life? Again, it goes back for me. Sorry, I was gonna. I sorry if I interrupt you, thing, But for me, <laughs> no, it goes back to the point about how I've always enjoyed my solitude. Like I've always been okay living with my own. Like even if, like you know, like having friends and everything, that's great. But like, you know, I enjoy just being able to sit in my room and just do me. Just you know, whatever that's writing, reading news, watching YouTube videos, playing games, whatever it is. And so, um, the biggest thing that changed for me was that. Um, I wanted to show, you know, Christina that, um, I wanted it to work and, you know, for, to do that, I, like you think about them, you know, like when I go to Target or Walmart to go get groceries and if she's not there with me, which is almost never, I thinking about, hmm, maybe I'll grab something for her. Maybe I'll grab like, you know, this or that for her. And so it's always that thought in the back of your head. And then in addition to that, it's like, um, you know, for example, like before dating her, if we were going to stay up to 3 a.m. playing games, I would do it any day. But now it's like, well, you know, I kind of want to go to bed so that or you know, not only do I want to go to bed early, but, you know, I, I got to get off at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. because I want to spend time with Christina or uh, I can't really go out this weekend because, you know, we've already planned something. So like for me, that that was the biggest change is that that thought in the back of your head that, you know, you want to spend time with them, not only because they're your partner, but just because, like, it's just intrinsic. 
yeah, that's something I'd say too, like, you know, after, or like, you know, being in a relationship this long with Amanda, like, I'm always thinking about her, like, when I, when I go to the store, like, when uh, I get food, and, or even like when I'm gonna, if I watch a movie and I like it, I'm always like, oh, like, I should watch this with Amanda, or, mm-hmm. oh, I should do this with Amanda, you know, it's always like, like, now most of my ideas, it's always like I should do this with Amanda, you know? Yeah. And um so now it says change is like uh is like Caden said, you know, uh like, you know, my freshman year I was always just like playing games with you guys, but then after we started dating it was like kinda of like, okay guys, like uh I gotta get off now you know, stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. whether it's because Amanda like telling me I'm being loud and I gotta get off or because you know I'm gonna spend time with Amanda or you know like boyfriend duties and um, I'd say something else is um, I feel like I've changed as a person after dating Amanda cause like I don't know I feel like I, I'm more uh, protective in a way I'm not like you know overly protective <laughs> like like some crazy boyfriends, but I feel like <laughs> I, I definitely have that protective instinct now, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Kind of like I always need Amanda to be where I can see her because cause she's, she's a tiny lady, you know? <laughs> so I always feel like I have to, I got to be able to protect her and like keep her safe. And I don't know why. <laughs> Like, again, once again, I'm not, like, super overprotective, you know, but I just feel that, like, that instinct. I don't know mm-hmm. what you would call it, you know? I, I know like what you kind mean. Of, yeah. And then I feel like I've become uh, gent- more gentle, like, gentler. Is That's that not true. When you massage my shoulders, that shit hurts, dude. Hey, champ, we need to do a, we need to do a massage. Ah, God, Jesus, dude. It sounds like you, it feels like you're trying to like uh, tear into my muscles. Trying to get the knots out your shoulder. God. Damn. That, that's because you have too many knots, dude. You got to no relax a bit. Oh, you'll feel it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I've gotten a bit more gentler. Like, you know, um, and... Uh, I think I also think that because Amanda's so indecisive, I've like I've really grown as a person. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. did you just say yes? Yes. I understand that. I mean, not about Amanda. But yeah, I, I've really I've really grown as a person because Amanda's so indecisive and like when we first started dating, like oh my god, the ice cream aisle. <laughs> I've yes. never waited 20 minutes yes. for somebody to choose out between two ice creams. <laughs> but, you know, because because I've, you know, been with her f- for three years, you know, I've, I've just, I feel like I've grown. I'm like, okay, like, you know, that's fine. And I have, I'm not saying I have more patience with others, like, in general. But when it comes to, like, like Amanda or, like, people I have a soft spot with, I have a lot more patience mm-hmm. Than I would have mm-hmm. if I've if I've never met her, you know. Going off about the, the idea I, I about patience, like on a serious note, I think dating Christina taught me about um, how to be patient with a per- not entirely because like you know I knew the I understood the idea of being patient with a person, but like um, you know Christina and I know that we have like a past that makes 
us living, you know, a quote unquote normal life, not as easy. And so, you know, like when you think about a kid who's, um, you know, like, for example, you know, the, the typical kid who is at school who misbehaves, like when you work with that kid, you have to be really patient for them to eventually open up. And uh, part of that, part of our relationship takes a lot of patience because early on uh, we had communication issues. But like we just had to be patient and we just had to wait for them until they were ready to communicate mm-hmm. um, and not push it. Because, you know, like when someone's not ready to say something, even if you force them to say it, it's not really real. They're just saying it because you forced them instead of them feeling like they were ready to say it. So, yeah, patience. Patience is key. Indeed. All right. Especially if anyone after you is, can do the honeymoon phase. That's true. If anyone is listening to this and they're wondering about relationship advice. <laughs> there's three things I would tell you to have in a relationship. Empathy, patience, and... Uh, uh, I said communication. Three. Yes, communication. <laughs> Honest communication. <laughs> Honest communication. There we go. There's three. I was like, don't say... You better say communication. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what is that word? I there it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Are you trying to say you don't communicate well? Um, uh, honestly, I, I, think, how much you I think it has improved. I would say that in the past, we haven't communicated well because we were pretty passive. Um, but, you know, now if I'm upset at her or something, uh, I feel like I'm comfortable enough to tell her, you know, but I'm not going to yell at her. And I think that's something that uh, Christina and I try to do is that... Um, we don't try to yell at each other because it was something you mentioned to thing was that uh, the longer you wait, the worse it gets for you because I like, can get anxious. But for me, I yeah. wait until I know that I'm ready to talk because <clears throat> I again, I'm afraid that I won't be able to control my anger. I'm like the Hulk, you know, I'm just Bruce Banner over here and I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't I don't know. Man. I, I, I think I can control my anger pretty well. And. Okay, um, Grey Hulk. Especially, especially, now, especially like with someone like Amanda. Because, like I said, Amanda has a, she, I have a very soft spot for her. Uh-huh. Yet I don't think I could ever direct any aggression towards her. Like, I just can't. I, I can't see myself doing it, and I can't even imagine it. Like it hurts too much. Indeed. So that's why I'm like totally okay with, you know, going straight into it. Like even. Like even not with Amanda, like my brother, he does how he. Te- I hate how he texts because he does this stupid thing where he just texts me. He just says Sue, and he won't say nothing else. And I'm like, oh my god, like, what was going on? Like, what is he gonna tell me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, is is this bad news or is this good news or is it is it just something stupid? So I text him. I'm like, what? Like question mark question mark? Like tell me, like please, like just let me know now. And it would just be something stupid like, what do you want from McDonald's? <laughs> I'm like just. <laughs> You know, just type that with the first sentence. Don't just say Sue and leave it there because it makes me anticipate, you know, and then I get more and more anxious. So that's why I don't like it with problems because I just get I I think I I think I I overthink and I think a lot. So the longer it's in my head, the more anxious I get about Mm -hmm. it. So that's why I like to just bring it up there and then. And if you redirect it, I'm get a little irritated. But I'll ask you again after a few minutes. Because just like you know, it how I look Let's at start it doing is, that to him, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. it's the same. But because like <laughs> how <laughs> don't do it. But how I look at it is you know when if I feel like it's a problem and you know I bring it up and you redirect it, it just lets me know 
you know, like it's a little, yeah, either you're not ready for it yet or you don't want to fix it, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm there. I'm giving you the time like at that moment and I'm asking you about it straight up. And if you want to redirect it, you know, that's fine. But if redirected a second or a third time, you know, it's just gonna make me like it's just gonna make my um make my tone more aggressive you know it's like i really like you know you know what i mean like not yeah. physically aggressive but how how i ask will get more and more aggressive yeah, yeah. I'm sure <clears throat> Don't do that stuff, though. Don't don't just text Sufeng and like wait. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it! Should have never said it. Should have never told us. <laughs> don't you do it. I tell my brother to stop doing that, but he still does that shit, and I hate it. <laughs> hate it so much, man. I'm like, <sighs> like especially when I was in Saint Cloud. Oh my god, you don't know how many times I thought somebody like something happened. Yeah. Just for All him right, to ask me I something understand. stupid. Like now that I'm at home, I mean. Um, I don't really see him much <laughs> because I started working. I don't see him until the weekend. Yeah, you think he told us last yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but, you know, I'm still at home. I'm a lot closer. It's not like I'm an hour and a half away. So if he does it now, I'm not as anxious, but I'm still a little anxious. It's like, damn it, dude. Like, just tell me. <laughs> just freaking tell me. <laughs> <sighs> and any other questions or anything to um, go off of this i mean it, that kind of goes off the oh, point like, of oh like, you know, wait like me, me you were talking a lot what about you michael like how do you deal with conflict like are, are you someone who likes to wait like Caden, or are you someone like me who just wants to go straight into it hmm. if it's fight or flight honestly i think i'm more flight i lean towards the flight side i like to like like personal shit i like to push it off you know because i don't like Cause yeah, it's kind of weird, you know. Cause like some people, they don't like pushing it off, so they handle it right away, you know. But then with me, it's like I push it off, and then like I just, it gets kind of bad sometimes, you know. Like, it builds and builds and builds to a point where it's like, fuck, I can't avoid it anymore, you know. Yeah. I, that's that's one yeah. thing I need to change about myself. I need to start, like like all the, all like the the conflicts, I guess you would say, in my life. I need to just like handle it. And just get it over with, you know, rather than waiting and stalling. That's one thing I need to fix for myself. I think a point you made about getting it over with, I feel like the reason I feel people should not do things to get it over with, or I guess I would say if someone was going to deal with something right away, the reason I would tell them to deal with it right away is because, not so that they could get it over with, but because if you let it build, it's, like you said, you know, it's going to explode and it gets worse. So, like you know, deal with the, the, the issue or the problem when it arises, um, before it's, I don't know, too late or something. Cause then, you know, it'll bite you. Yeah, it's kind of like, like with a car, you know, when you get that check engine and uh-huh. sometimes you just, yeah. you just let it, you don't do anything about it. Cause you're like, Oh, it's probably not that big of a deal. My car's still running, but then it just keeps on building and building. And then one day your engine dies. And then you're like, why did my engine die? No. Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, another thing too is, at first, you know, with me personally, I don't know the severity of the problem, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. in, my, in my head, it might be a little, it might not be as important, you know? Or, or it's like, I don't see the 
I don't see how severe a problem it actually is until it, until I finally notice and then at that point it's kind of like why didn't I just do this yeah. in the first place you know mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. fair for everybody though ah I don't know I find myself in those situations far too many times for it is like that's everything everybody kind of thing I don't know I don't know either I think it's... oh man for me, like, I, I think for me, something that helped me, I guess, great gain awareness of those, I, I have no idea, honestly. Probably just experience, dude. I mean, for me, it was probably just experience. You know, for everyone, it's going to be different. For, for me, it was yeah. probably just, I just got used to, like, oh, I know that, you know, I recognize that. Dang. Recognize, like, what, what do you mean? Like, like, like if you've been through things enough, yeah, like, no, not consequences. If you've been through things enough, you'll recognize, like, you know, oh, you know, um, I know this. Like, for example, if you have, uh, let's say, like, a, like for example, when I used to work at Kidstop, if a kid got, a, like, hit by something, you know, they would cry about it because maybe that's the first time they got hit or they got a big cut. But for me, since I'm 26 years old and I've had a bunch of cuts, I'm like, you know, it'll be okay. Don't worry about it. And then, like, you know, you, you learn to recognize those symptoms of something. Like Lyme disease, okay? If I have a red dot on my toe, I know it's not going to be Lyme disease anymore because I recognize that. So do you know that. the symptoms of Lyme disease? No. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't. Know them like the back of your hand? <laughs> Death. <laughs> that's not a yeah, symptom. Dude. That's the outcome. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, I, I guess. Well, we're at the no. ninety-minute mark. Well, uh, we could we could keep talking, honestly. I was just gonna say, like, I don't know why I, like, why I go into because, like, you made a good point. You like, you know, you like to, you like to wait until you're ready. But I guess because I, I just like if it's something that really worries me, I just keep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And like usually, I'll just keep thinking about all these different outcomes or of all these scenarios and you know like it just yeah i guess like overwhelms me and i get too anxious so i just i just like to get it out of the way like you know regardless of the consequences you know like as long as i feel like that should be the way everyone handles it you know yeah i mean because well yes and and no i guess but like in my case it'll be like you know if um, I'm trying to think how I could talk about it. it's like a process I, I I guess like you know it's I'm on A right now and you know I'm thinking about B and I'm really thinking about B too much and like all I'm thinking about is B right, right you know yeah. and then when I overthink B I think about C and then D and everything so I gotta know like right at that moment what B is you know so I'll like mm-hmm confront the problem and then i'll know about b and then i start thinking about c and d and so like you know that that's where i can decide if b was severe enough for me to keep thinking about c and d or if b was just nothing to worry about yeah you know because it was like i just gotta know like at that moment like i just gotta know (laughs) when you text your girl like a girl and you're like do you like me and like they take hours to reply back, and you're like, I just gotta know. I don't really, even if you say no, that's yeah. fine. I yeah, just like, gotta know. Send that risky text. text. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta know. You don't. You don't care about the answer anymore. You just need to know so that you can do whatever. I've yeah. been there. I've been there. I remember that. I remember. <laughs> I remember that story. <laughs> That's what I hate too. Like females, if you listen to this, why you take a whole freaking day? Like honestly, ten seconds to to write. If it takes you 24 hours to put down three letters or two letters, something's wrong with you. All right, so, <laughs> so this, we just gotta know this, this next topic. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to talk about this next topic, right? Because um, Shang, she 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 texted me. She's like, uh, "Thanks for taking my subject slash ideas for your podcast." I said, "No problem." Um, what, what do you want us to talk about next? And she said, "And I, I said insecurities or anxieties." And she said anxiety. And this is what she said, right? She said, I think it's a new big topic that needs to be normalized. As well as many people who have anxiety attacks don't feel comfortable sharing this information about themselves. It's always something people can joke about, but it's deeper than what's on the surface. Because most of the times where you have severe anxiety, you should seek help from professionals. But again, not many people want uh, or like to disclose the information. And I feel like that's a really big thing too, because... I f- like n- you can't. I don't like self like like claiming that I have anxiety, you know. But there's some times where it's like, it's too like, you have those anxiety attacks, you know. And I feel like yeah. that's that's everyone has that. Like everyone has those moments where it's like, it like. Like, how do you describe anxiety, in the first place? Let's start with that. I think it's kind of. You guys ever call the doctors to schedule your appointment? And you sit there and you just keep on rehearsing it, rehearsing it. And then when you get and you finally make the call and you just have like a total brain fart and you hang up? Nope. No. no. Just me? <laughs> I think that's what I think anxiety is. It's just like, <laughs> you, like in the moment, you just can't think straight. You just lose thought of everything. And, you know, you you take the easy way out. Like for me, the easy way out was hanging up. <laughs> for me, you know, the way I see anxiety is humans, and this is entirely fair, humans are afraid of what they don't know. And it goes back to that point about getting that text. You're anxious. You're building anxiety over the text because you don't know what their answer is. Even if, even if it's no and they don't like you back, you know, you still don't know what it is. It's that idea of like, for me, anxiety is like not knowing what's going to happen. Like, for example, um, I remember the first time my manager was going. So like when I go to work, uh, I work at a school and I have no supervisor. So, you know, I could literally just clock in and I could not work. Like I could just clock in from home and go back to bed and then mm-hmm. clock out at like 5 p.m. Because there's no supervisor at my school who like oversees me. Um, and so... Uh, like the first time my supervisor was gonna, um, the first time they were going to come over and see what I was going to do at school. I was like, man, like, I'm, you know, like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? You know, I started rehearsing conversations about like how to tell her how I'm doing my job because I was like, this is the first time I'm going to be, they're going to see me doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh my God, am I going to get fired because they don't think I'm doing my job well? Da, 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 da. And at the end of the day, it was fine. Because they're like, you know what, Kaden? I think, you know, you're doing a good job. You know, we're here to support you. Here's some, you know, feedback on what you could be doing. But I think you're, you know, thinking, you know, you're putting too much on yourself and you're, uh, you know, putting yourself down too much. 
And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. And then like after that meeting, you know, I, I, I started changing what I was doing at work because, you know, they gave me good feedback and it was good. Even though the entire time I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to get fired. Oh no, I, I'm doing my job terribly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah think, that's uh, anxiety to me. I think for me, like, I feel like every time I feel it, it's like, it's my fault. You know, like I put myself in these situations mm-hmm. And in the first place, like, if I would have just did this, I would have never been in this situation, you know, and stuff like that. And, like, when I and like when I start having those, like, when I start feeling that anxiety, like, I feel like my chest just feels so heavy, you know, like, I don't know what to say. I can't think straight. And it's kind of like, like, I hate that feeling, you know, and it's like, it's like, how do I fix that? You know, like, is it just like all mental? Like, I don't like, how do you combat that, you know? And I feel like for I, me, I, it's just like I just need to stop putting myself in those situations, and it's, I don't know. I think something you said that I wanted to talk about right away is that I don't think there is a way to fix it. I don't think people should see it as a thing that they should fix, because when you think when you talk about things that you should fix, generally there's the econ- it carries a connotation that is wrong, and like, you know, it goes back to Shank's point. You know, this is something that is just part of human behavior and people shouldn't feel terrible about themselves for being anxious or having anxiety yeah it's just natural yeah i don't i don't see anxiety in a bad way but like like for other people right but like i feel Mm -hmm. like for myself i feel like i'm not saying having it is makes you better or worse than anybody else but like when i have it i just like my self confidence just like goes down, you know. Yeah. Like I just yeah. I I don't know I don't know how to explain it. It's not like I view myself worse than anyone else, but like I just feel so bad for getting it. It's like I I should be better than this, you know. Like and I feel that's like so wrong. Like I shouldn't be thinking like that. I should just accept it and then like learn from it and move on from it. And like if it happens, it happens, you know, because it's normal. Like anxiety should be normalized, as Shank said, you know. Like, it shouldn't be viewed as a bad thing. But then when it happens to me, I view it as a bad thing. But when it happens to somebody else, you know, like, you sympathize with them. You know, you tell them it's okay. It's normal. But but it, when it happens, you know, like, when, you, when you're when you going through it, you just, it's, like, your mental just goes so bad. Again, going off of that point, like, it's also a very human behavior to, um, to think uh, worse of yourself like like you said you know when something when it happens to somebody else you empathize with them you support them but when it happens to you you always put yourself down and i think it's a generally human behavior uh to do that like when you you know like when something happens that's kind of stupid you're like oh my god i'm so dumb blah 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 how could i do this but when it happens to someone else you're like hey you know it's okay like you know it happens to everyone you know like don't worry about it and then there's that other side of the yeah. coin where if it does happen to you and you make a mistake, there's the people who um, don't think of themselves as dumb, but like they blame it on someone else. Yeah. So how do you so how do you think we? Uh, how how do we fix it? How do we normalize anxiety? Just Talk about you, it. it's like. Talking openly about it is one thing, but then, like, that's just for us, you know? 
What about those people who think, actually like struggle with with it like severely? I think, you know, this is and I hate to say it, this is not gonna be a really um this is gonna take a while because I feel like the best thing we can do is to talk about it with our kids. And this is not something that I feel like is gonna be fixed in this current generation. Uh, as sad as it is, you know, I, maybe I'm just not seeing the right things, but I feel like the best thing I might be able to do is to be able to uh, sit my kid down and talk to them about these things so that when it does happen, they can talk to me about it. Like something that, something that I couldn't do was talk to my dad about anything. You know, he wasn't mm-hmm. like, hey son, eventually you're gonna, you know, parts of your body are gonna start feeling weird and you're gonna start growing hair somewhere. My dad never told me anything like that, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> when that shit started happening, I was like, oh my God, who do I talk to? You know, how am I mm-hmm. feeling? I don't know who to talk to about these feelings. But like, if you just, you know, have the opportunity, the opportunity to sit down with your kids and tell them these things, even if they're gonna be grossed out by it, you know, it's gonna do them, you know, good. Because like, Christina and I have talked this, about this before. Like, you know, we joke about it. Like, what are you gonna do when, Christina's like, what are you gonna do if our, our, we have a daughter and she has a period and I'm not home? You know, like, I'm like, well, you know, um, I want to talk to her about it so that when it does happen, she's comfortable uh, telling me about it. Because I'd hate for my kid not to be able to be like, hey, dad, this happened. And I feel like part of that is just, um, I, you know, I guess I don't really know. But the first step, I feel like, is just being. It's just Hello? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you, like, just cut off. Really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, oh, you didn't, we didn't hear your uh, conclusion. Oh, um, the first step is really just talking about it, and I don't know what the steps are after. You know, maybe you got to do research or something. But like the first step is just talking about it and um, making the other person. I think maybe the next step is when you're talking about it to, and this is something I learned in my last training for work is to accept their reality, so that um, because you know, if, like for example. Um, Let's say I'm a seasoned war veteran and I've been on 30 different battlefields and I've, you know, killed 30 different people. And then some rookie, some FNG comes up to me and is like, oh my God, I was just in a battlefield. You know, my first initial reaction was like, you know, grow up kid, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have to do this, this, that, you know, you're pathetic because, you know, you're crying after your first battle. But the idea of being able to accept someone's reality is like, okay, you know, I've had my own experiences, but... Um, you know what they're going through is just who they are. Yeah, like, so like, like you should yeah. put someone down for experiencing something that you did, and they have a different reaction from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's that's one thing that's fucked about society too, though. You know, because that, that that happens that happens more often than not. That's true. Especially with like the older generation seeing the younger generation is softer, and like, you know. Like they're the older, I would say the older generation is more blue collar, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're get, get their hands dirty, kind of work done. And then with the new generation, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of more PG and like, you know, and, um, more safe. I don't know how to, I wouldn't, I would, I don't know what to say or how to explain it. It's been watered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, we need to stop that kind of like mentality, you know, whereas like, um, yeah. You have to live your life a specific kind of way. You have to go through the same kind of problems in this, you know, because we, we talked about this, you know, as like being a dad or something and you want them to grow up the same way you did, you know, like we like we, we touched about this. 
And it's kind of mm-hmm. like the same thing where it's like we, we didn't grow up the way they did. So then they look down on us, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that, that's, that kind of view isn't just for that kind of like topic or that situation. Yeah. That goes away. That goes for almost everything in our lives. And I think that's, that's one big thing that will help us, you know, fix our society in a way, you know, to make it, to make it better is we need to stop putting others, others down because of the way they were brought up, the way that they do things, the way that they react to things. Cause you know, like what if you were in their situation and you, let's say, let's say, let's go back to that war thing. You know, this is your first time at war and, um, it's nothing that you ever experienced before, you know, but you're, you're there you know, and you've gone through it and, and, you know, you're traumatized from it. And some, and your superior officer is like, you know, stop that. Like, that's not, that's not how we deal with things here. You know, you just mm-hmm. put on your hat and, you know, you go back to work again the next day. You know, that's not, that's not going to work on everybody. Some yeah. people, some people need that comfort. They need to know everything's okay. And that's perfectly fine. So it's kind of like we need to be able to handle situations differently because not everyone is the same. Yeah, that's true. So think you have something to say? <sighs> no, nah, like you guys pretty much nailed it. You know, you just got to you can't look down on someone for how they react. And, uh, you know, they see things differently. Like, you know, every human is different. And as you stated, the generation is, or the, the newer generation, you know, it is, like, changing. As much as I I will hate to say, you know, the young generation is a little soft, like, kind of have to, you know, mm-hmm. like, it sounds hypocritical, but, like, I don't want to, you know, because, you know, we're, I guess an example would be the attitude in Ruthless era, you know, like of WWE. You know, we watched that. Mm-hmm. It was normal for us. But then today, it's not like that just because. Yeah. Just too sensitive. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, dang, like the world really changed that much. You know and what? Yeah. I guess what what was the old saying? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will like never yeah, oh, something yeah, like yep. that. But then now it's words are like nukes. <laughs> you say one wrong thing, and the kids like Jeez. <laughs> nukes. Okay. You know, like going off that point about how Michael said, you know, things are changing and like you know, things are getting easier. Like this is something like I thought about. Um, but like you know, this is something. It seems trivial, but when I was when I used to play Madden and I played defensive back, you know, I had to. Uh, like I was, when I was in man cover or zone cover, whatever, I always had to like it was always up to me, you know, moving the stick. And then the next game, they released this thing where you just held a button and the game would just automatically cover the guy for you. And I was like, that's that's a terrible idea because I worked so hard to learn how to cover a guy in the game. Yeah. But then like it goes off to that point about you know kids today, we're thinking about. Um, we're hoping that Joe Biden is going to pass this 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 law, this bill where, you know, ten thousand dollars or more might get taken off of our debt. And people are like, are you kidding? I had to work so hard to pay off my entire all my loans and stuff. And it looks like we're in that same situation. 
where it's like, you know, what we think is easy for someone else is just their reality. Um, and, you know, as much as I'd hate to judge it, you know, I, 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 it's, I guess it's part of my, you know, of human nature to judge, but like, you know, I have to like shut that down because that's just, that's just the way they grew up. Cause like when I go to the, when I, the, the school I work at, when I look at their assignments, I'm like, dang, this shit is easy. I mean, if I had these assignments, I'd have aced this. But then, you know, I can't think that these students are dumb because this is just, that's the way they grew up. I mean, up. You're, you're a grown man looking at, like, middle school assignments. I no, hope you did it. No, they're, they're high schoolers. But, like, you know, they're, oh. like, the amount of homework they're getting, the amount of assignments compared to me, it's not just how hard it is. It's like, you know, when I went home, I had assignments every single day to go home and do homework. But the, uh, the, the school I'm working at, they have one assignment to do in class and they have all the time in class to do it. And it's very reasonable that they can com complete it in, at least for me, it's very reasonable that they should be able to complete it in time. But again, you know, they're not me and they grew up at a different time. Yeah. And also you, like, you don't go to a, like you don't work at a traditional school, right? No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So, I mean, you also have to take that into account too. Yeah. Okay, but going off... Because I was about to say, like, oh. you, you never got to do that because when I was in high school, on, like, block days, you know, I had all the time in the world to do homework. Yeah. What, what's a block day? Hmm? Block day is where you have, like, let's, let's say, like, you have six classes in a normal day. A block day would be only three of those. And nope. those those, those, those periods would be, yeah, like, almost, do like, double. Like, just and, like, like an hour and a yeah, half. Two hours. Two hours, about, two hours a period. Yeah. All right. It's so like, honestly, you had all the time in the world to do all your homework. Yeah, people hated block days, but, you know, like, you actually got your shit done. You know? Yeah. Like, you have no excuse. I feel like, I feel like block days are, are actually really helpful. Yeah, it's funny because sure. that's what me and Amanda were talking about yesterday. We were, I don't know how we got to the topic, but I was like, in high school, I don't think I ever brought homework home once. Because oh, I always wow. finished it all during the block day. And okay, my mother genius. never believed, not even, I did like the beer minimum, but anyway, <laughs> my mother never believed that I, I had my homework finished because I was always, you know, I, uh, you know, like classes and then practice and mm -hmm. I come home and I'll just get on my Xbox and she never believed that I didn't have homework or that I finished my homework when I actually finished it all during the block day. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, hold on. One thing I fucking hated was school view. I hated that bitch so view? much, bro. I like, that sounds that? familiar. Did we use it? I think we did. Okay, so it was like where teachers you? teachers would post up your grades online and your parents uh -huh. could look at it. Yeah. I hated uh -huh. that shit. That sh I had, they had that shit in middle school, right, for me. And I remember mm -hmm. the day for orientation, I was getting to like walk around and everything. And this teacher comes up to my mom and dad. He's like, hey, have you guys set up for school video yet? And, and like, I was like, what the hell is that, right? Like in my head, I'm like, what is that? And then she started explaining it to my mom and dad. And I was like, what the fuck? My life like, is no. ruined. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! Bro. report cards. Oh yeah, it's literally online report cards, and I was I was like, holy fuck, bro. But then like, my <laughs> one time, like so, like maybe like seventh, like the whole seventh grade, my mom and dad didn't know how to use it, even though like even though <laughs> like they're like pretty like Americanized, they know how to like use technology and stuff, right? But like the password kept like changing on them, so like I could slack that year. Then after that, they got to fucking work in this shit. And I was like, fuck. I hated it. And then my mom was like, Mark, how you didn't turn this one in yet? I'm like, 
Why you all up like, on my what? stuff? I did They just they yeah, graded yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like making excuses. Like, oh yeah, um, you know she hasn't graded it. She has a lot of stuff. You know, it's like. And uh, and, but then the the things were like when they saw my test scores, I'm like, gosh, hey, Michael, you better retake that. I'm like, I know, don't worry. (laughs) It's like, oh man, I hated school view, bro. School view, I until you mentioned it, I have not heard that for like 10 years. (laughs) Okay, maybe not 10 years. How old are you? What the hell? Long time. (laughs) I am 22. (laughs) You know, sometimes I I still forget that we're not the same age. Practically, we are. Like. 30 and then you know, <laughs> oh, I'm not that old okay come on man James. Come on. I know I'm old but I'm not that old. <laughs> suburban dad got me thinking of 40 alright boys I'm gonna say we go toss the old pigskin in the front yard yeah dad <laughs> gee golly dad I would love that good catch son yeah keep trying <laughs> maybe one day I'll teach you how to one hand it like Odell <laughs> You know, back Monday we said moss. Oh, no. Did I ever, t- oh, did I ever tell you that? So I read this. Um, or not, I, I watched this uh, interview with Peyton Manning. This is totally off topic, but apparently, uh, you know, like when Odell came out, all this, all these kids are like, "Hey, Dad, I want to do one and catch." And then like he, you know, he would throw the ball to them, and they want to catch it, and they're like, "Dad, you suck at throwing the ball." <laughs> To Peyton Manning, you know, who's just, you know, who's a pretty good quarterback. Hey, I mean, you know, is he lobbing it or is he like bulleting it? I'm you pretty know? sure he knows he's how to lob starting it. out, you got to lob it. He's had some, you know. pretty, nah, nah, he was trying to teach him to only, always catch it with two hands. So he was personally throwing hard bullets. Uh, like, you know, honestly, I, I'm pretty sure, like, to my knowledge, quarterbacks hate it when receivers try to one hand. Probably. So he's probably trying to teach him, just throwing it at their chest. He wasn't throwing it out for them to like catch it. I feel like he's not even just a quarterback. It'll be like the whole team, you know. Like there's not yeah. one guy who tries to be flashy when you know he could just use two hands and it will be good. We get the first down. Yeah. But then like they just catch the first. Yeah. Oh. It's, like, it's like those people who run backwards, you know. It's like bro, just just take the two yards, you know. It's better than negative five. <laughs> Going side to side. It's like, ooh, I can make a big yeah, play. Yeah, like trying to juke everybody. Runs like, 40 yeah, yards. Trying to be the next Deion Sanders. Going backwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, I can make a play out of this. <laughs> or, yeah, and then of, they make all this noise. The draft is tomorrow. Yeah, as long as we're talking about football, actually? the draft is tomorrow. Now, what oh I've heard. I've not been keeping up. What I've heard is that the Vikings might trade back. If if there's no tackle, if there's no tackle, yeah. If there's no uh, offensive line, they're gonna trade back. Uh, I'm trying to look at the draft profiles. People think that they're gonna draft an edge rusher. Yeah, because they're scared that the new hunter's gonna leave. That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. I think they're looking at some D tackle from Pittsburgh. I heard they're looking at Phillips, Jalen Phillips. I don't know his first name. Jalan, you know, the, looking with the recent defensive ends that we've drafted lately, I'm perfectly fine if they think it's worth it the pick. But I'm I'm be much more comfortable with them drafting an offensive lineman. Yeah. Or fuck it, I draft agree. a wide receiver, dude. Fuck it, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Get the next um, Jay Jettas. For real, Who, who's Jay What Jettas? a blessing, Justin Jefferson. Oh. I know, I know Justin Jets. I've never heard Jay Jettas. Jay Jettas is his uh, Twitter handle. Jay Jettas. Oh, uh, okay. I see. 
I was like, I know his Instagram name, but I like totally had a brain fart. <laughs> uh, what are you looking at? You said you said you'd look for it. Who? I thought you said you'd look for something. No. Or did you just say let's see? Or I, don't I know mean, no, that, that that's you know, I I was just saying on the topic of NFL the draft is tomorrow. Right now, <sighs> the player with the highest grade is of course Trevor Lawrence. Okay, yeah. That's, you guys right. think yeah, Trevor yeah, Lawrence is going to be him, yeah. People are saying he's, like he's a legit? generational talent. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's going to be pretty you know. good. You know what I think? Like every first overall quarterback before him, he's not going to be good cuz simply cuz the team's not good. He's going to get fucked up. Like, I don't know what to think about. Jackson Jaguars like, have the first pick, right? That's that's yep. what I think. If they're, <laughs> I don't think the Jackson Jaguars are a bad team though. They have they have good pieces. Their defense is pretty good. I feel like they they have a good running back, David Robinson. Um, was the rookie, rookie who like went off? Oh no, that was, he was James. undrafted rookie. Yeah, he was undrafted rookie who popped off. He arguably could have been rookie of the year if if Jefferson and. Herbert didn't go off. Um, they signed. I think they they either got they either got Kenny. No, no, they got Marvin Jones Jr. Who's I don't know. He's okay at this point in his career. They have DJ Chark Jr. Still. Okay, DJ Chark's pretty good. Yeah, I think th- this is this is a good pick for them. You know, this is like the perfect time for them to start start doing good again. Because last time they were good is because they had Jalen Ramsey on their team. You know, and who was their quarterback? Fucking Blake Bortles. So I think first round, I think first round. I, you know it's a bright future for the Jackson Jaguars. I'm not gonna lie. Um, All right. Yeah. If if they can <laughs> I, I, if they can build around this guy and get him like the protection he needs, because I, I wouldn't know. I'm not a professional quarterback, but you know, coming fresh out of high school, I feel like like um the Bengals quarterback. I can't Joe remember Burrow. his name. Yeah, like, you know, you're great, but then you get to that new team, and they just aren't good enough, and you're just constantly getting messed up. And I think it gets to you mentally and physically. And the, the thing, too, with that is... all of a sudden, you don't perform yeah, to your expectations. Yeah, exactly. The thing about that, too, is that, like, those... Every single one of these guys, or most of them, like, let's say top 10 picks, they're used to winning. You know, like, their whole life, mm-hmm. high school, college, you know, like, success has always been a thing. And you being a top 10 pick, success is not going to be there for you early in your career. Because your your team is not good. That's why they got you, you know? You're there to help them change that. And it's like... Unless you're Michael Vick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're a generational player, yeah, of course, it's totally different. But the thing is, majority of the time, people have a hard time adapting to losing. That's true. That's why, that's why they start getting bitter. They want to leave. They want a new team. And it's like, you know, if you would have just accepted that and, like, mm, maybe, like, accepted it, learned from it, and it builds character. It builds mm-hmm. character rather than you wanting to just straight up leave, you know, because that's not a good sign either. Hey, you know, some people, they just want to win right away. And he could pull Neely Manning and just hold out, but I don't think he'll do that. You know? Uh, that's just how I look at it, you know. Yeah, I think, I think he could be a great player, but 
it all depends on the Jaguar or whoever drafts them. It all depends on how they utilize if him. they decide to yeah yeah if they decide mm -hmm. to utilize him, build around him, give him that protection he needs. Because if not, he'll just be another first round quarterback who was wasted. Okay, so uh, this is a hot take, right? <laughs> so supposedly someone said that the the Minnesota Vikings are in the same spot that Kansas City Chiefs were in a couple of years ago. And they said drafting an offensive tackle or or edge rusher isn't going to win in the Super Bowl. And we need to get a quarterback. What, I disagree. What do you guys think? Trey Lance. I disagree. All right, look. All right, this is why I disagree. I have a really strong viewpoint about this, okay? The reason, if you look at the stats of last year for the Vikings, their offense was pretty good. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about offense that... Um, you know, whose line is not that you've got Dalvin Cook, Justin Jets who went off. Kirk Cousins isn't the greatest, but he's you know, he's pretty reliable and um and then Adam Thielen who's you know who's a great route runner. Um you also have Alec do we have Alexander Madison still? I don't uh, know if we do, but yeah, he was do. a pretty good, reliable uh, you know, second guy. And, you know, when Dalvin Cook was out of the game, he was he wasn't Dalvin Cook, but he was, you know, again, pretty reliable. The, I feel like the only reason we lost was because our defense, because the secondary was too young. A lot of our big players were out. Anthony Barr, uh, Daniel Hunter, Michael Pierce. And, you know, you, you relied on Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Um, okay. If so, our, you know, our, I feel like our offense was top 10, dude. No, um, we, we were number statistic. four. We were number four number in four. total yards. Total yards, yeah. I, I think in total points we were outside top ten, but nonetheless, you know, we were we were moving the ball. Um, so I feel like if you get a defense that is able to do better than last year, and I'm pretty sure our defense this year is going to do much we, better. We were eleventh in points. Eleventh, um, yeah. I feel like the defense is what lost the games because it was a shootout. Holy shit, dude! Um, One, two, three, four, five, six. We were the. We were this, uh, like, so the Detroit Lions gave up the most, right? But we were the sixth. Most, the sixth most up, yards? Yep. Yeah, there you go, dude. That's why I think it was, I don't think it was our offense. It was definitely not. It was, I feel like it was just the defense, and you can't really blame Zimmer in the defense. No, no. Okay, so the thing also is our offense was barely on the field because we will always go four and out. Like, we would constantly go four and out. <laughs> And it you was mean like it, it, and three and out and punt. Oh yeah, yeah, three and out. And the thing okay. also was that, um, what, what was it? The, all those yards, garbage time, you know, like doesn't even matter anymore. So they're, they're just they're just throwing the ball now, you know, because you also had to take a like those garbage time stats. Mm -hmm. You had to take that into account also, because that's what was funny. happening. Because we were so, we would be losing games so bad, or like they would just be throwing the ball deep. And there was those close games too, yeah, where we would be popping off and it would be a close game. And if our defense was better, we would have won those games. But the thing too was like, we would, we would constantly go three and out also. Mm -hmm. I think also. Well, they got a lot to work on. Yeah, I think what a lot of people miss is that um, the thing about a defense is. Uh, the the time of um, possession. Yeah. If you have a good defense, your defense can get the ball back to your offense, whether that's turnovers or by you know holding the three and outs. 
yep. and then giving your uh, offense more opportunities to get the ball. You know, and even if you know there were a lot of garbage time throws and uh, there were a lot of times where we went three and out, I feel like if we had a slightly better defense, they wouldn't have as many. They wouldn't have been as many shootouts. Yeah, hundred percent. So you know, I'm, even if we don't get Daniel Hunter, we got guys like Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, you know, the rest of the secondary is a little more. Uh, we've got Xavier Woods. Rhodes. No, we, no, we got Xavier Woods, um, and we got Patrick Peterson. We also got um, Mackenzie Alexander. He's back. Oh yeah, sorry. Yep. We also got Anthony yeah. Barback. So, I mean, I mean realistically, you know. we were one one or two games away from the wild card with mm-hmm. that team. You know, with our beat up, with like rookie corners and beat up <laughs> defense, we're that far away. Rookie from Rookie corners, but they're rebuilding team. Yeah, and that's you know, yeah, all right. that's not a bad sign. This is what Mike Zimmer said recently. He said, uh, "You can never have enough cornerbacks." <laughs> and so some people are thinking that he might pick um, a defensive back early. I think the, on- the only one, me, but- the only one that I've known so far is Patrick Sertain. That's not the only like corner I know. All right. I think uh, if he takes a DB early, I. I- I think he would get a lot of heat. Yeah, he 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 would be in like that. Sure. No, but the thing is, like my, Zimmer's He's not the one making the, the picks. Seat. It's Spielman. True. So but they're on the hot seat together. Oof. What is happening to Minnesota? Well, uh, we are on the one twenty-five minute mark. All right, guys, getting kind of tired. Not gonna lie. So let's start wrapping it up. Uh, I just want to say shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this. Also, mm-hmm. forgot to shout out our Facebook. Make sure to go like our Facebook and follow it so you guys keep up with every episode. Um, also, make sure you follow us on Spotify because um, you'll it'll pop up in your in your library every weekend. And yeah, you guys have any other closing thoughts? Anything else to say? No, oh, man, you know, I if just, anyone has topic ideas, just message yeah, Kaden. There we go. Oh, yeah, or you know, yeah, message, message any of us, really. Yeah, any of us, or or message us on Three Monk Chairs on Facebook, too. That's a really good spot. Yep, or comment on the videos. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, without further ado, let's cheers it up, boys. All right. Cheers. cheers.